God, we bless and worship you. We honor you this evening. We say have your way in our midst, O God. We pray that none of us will leave the same. We pray that everyone who is listening here and online will be impacted by your word and will indeed prosper in everything they do. To your glory, speak your word to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We may take our seats in the presence of our Mashiach. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So we're going to continue, hallelujah, with our series, very, very important series. I want to welcome you all online, welcome, welcome you all here, and welcome you all, uh, those watching online. I want to say God bless you, and I want to encourage you to expect that God is going to do something in your life. You are not just going to hear the word, but the spirit of God will affect you. Jesus said in John 6, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. But the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You can say it, what, let's say it in the way God meant it. Because when quickening is a King James, old time, you know, British King James English, but let me say it in our modern day English. It is the spirit who gives life. Hallelujah. The flesh or human effort accomplishes nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Hallelujah. So let's continue with five keys to prosperity. Five keys to prosperity. Or five keys to prosperity. Or five keys to prosperity. Phoebe, how will you say it? Prosperity. Amen. Number one, the key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. Very important to know who is giving you the prosperity. That it is God. Hallelujah. Know where prosperity comes from, we read. Look for true riches and prosperity that comes from God only. Amen. Amen. Know that there are many ways to get money, but God is the one who blesses with true prosperity. We are given the point of number one, which is the key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. Amen. Know that God wants to prosper you. We have other verses. Just go to last week's. Number, the next one is seek to prosper God's way. There are many ways people try to prosper, and there's only, but not realizing that there's only one way to prosper. There are many ways to get money, but there is only one way to prosper. Did you get that? Because prosperity is not just money. How many want Michael Jackson's riches and to die the way he died? Nobody will raise their hands. How many want Versace's or yes, his 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 money and fame, but be shot in front of your gate? No. 
So money is not what we are looking for. We are looking for prosperity. The blessing of the Lord, they make it rich, and he added no sorrows to it. That's what we're talking about. David the king died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned after him. That's what we're talking about. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Seek God's kingdom before anything else. Because when you seek his kingdom, God himself will add the rest to you. Seek to please God. Know and love God. Become a servant of God. Look at Psalm 35 verse 27. Become a servant of God. Let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor my righteous cause. So anyone who favors, who glory, anyone who favors God's righteous cause should shout for joy. Psalm 35 verse 27. 35 verse 27 Psalm. Anyone who is favoring God's righteous cause start to shout for joy and be glad. Glory. I said start, shout for joy. Who glory to God. Amen. And be glad. Why? Because that person will surely continuously say, Lord, be magnified. Now you are telling God to be magnified because who glory? Because of what he's been doing for you, what he's doing and what he will do for you. Which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Yes. Amen. Look, yes, his servant. Amen. Then we talked about delight thyself in the Lord. Because Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. If your heart's desire is to prosper, then your job is to delight in the Lord. Don't try to figure out how to prosper. Delight who? Glory. Delight yourself in the Lord, and you'll do the rest. The goal is to delight yourself in the Lord, and the rest will be covered. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The word of God must remain in you. Look at John 15, 7. If you remain in me, or let's use the King James. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Let me say it in our modern day understanding. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you wish. Ask what you will. Ask what you desire and it will be done to you. So the key is remaining in Christ and letting his words remain in you. The rest is fever. Have the right motives for the riches. Some people want to have that Joneses, the movie. The Joneses. Hey, I said, by the time the movie ended, somebody died who should not have died. Hey, a man, a, a rich neighborhood, someone who was doing well in life, content wife, content, content man, doing very well in society. Very, very exclusive golf club these clubs, country clubs, he was a member of doing very, very well. Then, the Joneses came into town. And the wife will see, the, the man, it's all fake, it's all lies. The man will, will get a very expensive earring. And then start to kiss the woman, but they, they, they don't even sleep in the same bed, the same room. They are not, they don't know, it's like 
actors. They've been called from different places to act. And they are kissing, and the the wife of this good man, good man, is jealous and covetous and pushes the husband till their house is foreclosing. They are foreclosing. And they've lost everything. So what is the motive? Why do we want the, the riches? Did you watch it with us? Phoebe, did you watch the Jones? Cleveland. You watched it? By the time the movie ended, <laughs> what? That's why Jesus said, look, a, a man came, Jesus, Yeshua, please talk to my brother so that he shares the inheritance with me properly. Talk to him so that we can divide it well. Jesus said, you made a mistake. I didn't come for this petty stuff. That's not why I came. Beware of covetousness. Beware of covetousness. A man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. Meaning that you don't define how quality your life is or how good you are or how fulfilling or fulfilled you are based on your income or what you have. Otherwise, the rich people are the happiest, which is not true. Go to black Africa. Go to sub-Sahara, where people call it a whatever hole, or people give it a name. Go to sub-Sahara Africa, and you see happy people, people who are happy. I remember at work, this was in Connecticut, I said I was going to Africa. And the person said, wow, better you than me. Because it's like this kind of place where the, the people are people are happier. They are poor. They want. They, they are also deluded into thinking that coming to America will give them happiness. Of course, there are some people who maybe might need to come and organize themselves because of how difficult things are. But at the end of the day, those people who are trying to come are happier than many people here. I remember I was talking to a, my daughter and I were together, and there was a guy, church member in Cleveland who came to visit. Any, anyway, this it might be touchy for some listeners, so I'll not bother. But he didn't understand why people are crying and sad in the West when there are people who don't know their next meal, where their next meal is coming from. But that one, there are demons everywhere, and there are so many uh, uh, spirits of heaviness, there are so many things out there, so many things that are plaguing people in different areas. So let's continue. Do not love money and be careful about how you relate with mammon. Matthew 6 24. Let's quickly do it and then we continue for time's sake. Matthew 6 24. No man or woman can serve two masters. So now there are two masters that Jesus is about to explain to us. There are two gods. One is small G, one is big G. But nevertheless, there are two masters. And Jesus is saying, you love one or hate or misio the other. You will love one and you would love the other but so much less than the mammon. So much less than the other. So, master one, master two. Master one, you love master two, master one. But if you love master one, then master two 
Even though you love Master 2, Master 2 is so inferior to you. Or your love for Master 2 is so low compared to one that it's as if it's hit. And you, so, so you hate one and love the other or else you hold to the one and despise or reject in your heart the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So it means that in this world, among Christians, there are two groups of Christians. One group who will love God and love money, but their love for money is so high compared to their love for God that it's almost as if God is insignificant to them in, in their actions. Also, you have another group who will hold on to God and love money but reject it compared to God. So money is, in, is inferior to God, so inferior that if it's going to conflict with God, I don't want to have anything to do with it. But God makes such people rich. And you have another group who hold on to money. I'm holding you, hold me close. That hold me close is not for Jesus, but hold, hold me close, money. Let my love for you surround you. And reject God and his word and what he wants. Or you would hold on to God and reject the love for money because you cannot save the two. It is impossible to save God and money because God, your love for God will oppose your love for money and your love for money will oppose your love for God. But when you love God, he will give you money. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6. Let's look from verse 6 to 10. First Timothy 6, 6 to 10. But godliness with contentment is great gain. This, this is so important. This is, this is, once we understand this, what we are reading from 6 to 10, it will solve a lot of issues. <clears throat> Jeta, are you understanding it? For we brought, so godliness, if you are godly and you are content with your life, it is great gain. Why? We brought nothing into this world. I remember my children and all parents remember when the children came out. They didn't come with a Bible. They didn't come with money. They came crying empty-handed. We brought nothing to this world and it is guaranteed it is certain we will carry nothing out. Continue. Continue, please. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich. Now, this is very important. Now, the rich have an extra temptation that the poor don't have. At least according to the Bible. I don't it's hard for me to understand it, but because the Bible says so, I have to accept it because it's the truth. But they, they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. It doesn't mean that they are, going to, they are going to succumb to the temptation. It doesn't mean that they will be ensnared, but they, they, they have something they need to deal with. And into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. So you and I, even though God will make us rich, 
Because we are seeking after God's kingdom and his righteousness, we are not going, the, the, the temptation will not get us and we will not be ensnared. Amen. Amen. That's the key. For the love of money. Be, so all the, the verses before, because the love of money is the root of all evil. Which while some converted after, they have erred from the faith. They have erred. They have made a grievous, great error of the faith. They have veered off from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So those who want to be rich will, 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 will sacrifice morality. They, they will do certain things for money. When you go to Ghana now, you go to a, the Oxford, the, the Osu area, there's a place called Osu. When you are walking there, the kind of women you see with almost best, like they're almost naked. My brother, sometimes I like to interview such people. You, you, so my brother, one, he, he, he and, 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 and a few of us, we, sometimes you, 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 you call them and sit with them. And ask them, why are you doing this? That's out witnessing. Why are you doing this? Some of them are university students in another country. Imagine a university student in another country. But because you want money to have a good lifestyle, to have nice clothes, a bag, and shoes, you travel all the way to Ghana to become a prostitute sell yourself on the streets so that you can, when you go back to your country, you, 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 you feel good. People will see you, wow, look at the bag, what are you wearing? And then you feel good, but they don't know what you've done. And then you go and marry a guy who had no clue. You don't see it, you wipe your mouth, and then you go to church and everything, oh, Jesus, Jesus, just to get a good guy. Jesus is Lord, oh, Jesus, Jesus, crying, just so that you can get a good guy who will never know what you did because of the love of money. Some people kill for money. You see someone killing their spouse for life insurance. When you watch court TV, those things. The, the, when I was a student, we used to do joint life. Joint life. Jo joint life. Stop doing it because the murders were too many. Joint life. So the husband and the wife have a policy for you are paying a lot of premiums, but it, 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 for, for it to work, the husband needs to die before age, uh, 25 years or the wife. Otherwise, the whole thing is spot. You've thrown your money away. <laughs> so you can see what love of money can do. Some people will, 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 will do so many, so many things. Eh. Some people will be dishonest. Some people will lie. Some people will betray. Some people will bear false witness for money. Because of money, you know that this person didn't do this. But because you don't want to get into trouble and you want to be promoted, you lie on this person. And err from the faith. Because one thing God hates the most is wickedness, bearing false witness. There are six things the Lord hates. Let's watch. Let's get it. Proverbs. Let me get that verse. As we keep going on, you see we are just in point one, but God just takes us on different journeys. Um, the uh, six, 
Okay, good. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. These six things that the Lord hate. What he hated in the Old Testament, he hates in the New Testament. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Let's look at them. Number one, a proud look. A lying tongue. So, people who are always lying, because Satan is the father of lies. Always lie. You, you have to lie. A lie has to come out. Okay, you are talking, you are talking, okay, truth, pa, lie. Talking, pa, lie. You lie effortlessly. You lie before you realize it. God hates it. A lying tongue. An abomination is like detestable. Other versions will say, there are six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are detestable, abomination to the Lord, number one. And I'll tell you another thing that's an abomination to the Lord. Uh, uh, those who seek men's approval and there are some other stuff. A proud look, a lying tongue, enhance that shed innocent blood. Like Ahab and Jezebel. He hates it, shedding his innocent blood. And heart that devised wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. Come on, come on. 19. A false witness that speaketh lies. Lies has come here twice. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. These are the things God hates the most. That's why the children of Israel, he wiped out almost all of them when, when they were in the promised land because of memory, complaining, lie, I mean, all these things. So in discord, uh, uh, who is for Moses? Who is for me? Sons of Korah, all this rebellion, rebellion, all these things. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is that let's be careful because when we love money so much, it can cause us to do things we would not have done if we didn't love money. So when God is prospering us, it's good. Look, I said that, bless me, that movie. We watched it, right? (laughs) This was a Christian man. You see, this Christian man, he, he, he opened the church and closed the church. Sunday, weekday service, prayer meetings. Me, I'm very zealous, but we have a guy in Minneapolis who was so zealous that he he wasn't working. He he did not take jobs because of half night. And he was telling me, no, I didn't accept it. I didn't accept it. And things were very tough. Then I was like, Then I said again, are you sure? I said, you know what? Take the job. Next time the job comes, take the job. And then trust God that you have an opening for half night. Take the job. This guy was like, this guy in the bless me was like that guy. Because take the job. You have to survive. Take it. God understands you've, you've, you've proved it to God already. You've not taken jobs because of that. Because Donnie McClacken, or is that his name? Yeah. He also did the same. He didn't take jobs because of church. And he says that because of his devotion to God and church, God elevated him. He's, he stood his ground. That's why he's all famous like that. Because of his devotion to God and church. So this guy, blessed me, he decided that, look, you know what? Remind me to tell you about the bucket, the, the bell, the bell. Maybe I'll tell you that today, the bell after this. Now, this blessed me guy, 
he was crying, God, I have a shop. I'm not making any money. People are not coming. Look at these unbelievers. Look at how well they are doing. Look at, I mean, I hate it when people tell me movies before I watch it. Uh, hopefully, none of you are like that. Well, it's too late. It's too late. I, I don't like to hear it. Etta Sport, uh, James Bond, I was so angry with her, the, the last one. But she told me, she told me the end before. So I don't like it, but it's too late for you guys. So, what, God, why? 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 Why have you done this to me? Don't you love me? He was angry with God, angry with God. Until one day, after praying, God, why aren't you blessing me? Then you see someone who is an unbeliever, who has different girlfriends and smoking and boozing with a, a nice car. And then that, that was too much for him. So he got drunk. And he said, God, you don't love me. I don't, I, in fact, I'm, I'm stopping this Christian thing. Then an angel appeared to him in his drunken state, state and said, you, you should have waited. God had a, an appointed time for you when you are ready. But because you are putting pressure on him, you will get the money. Then the next day or the day, a few days after, in church, there was a businessman who came to the pastor and said, do you have a reliable person in your church who can oversee this business? I'm abroad. I can't oversee it. Then he remembered the faithful guy who opens the church on Sunday, closes the church, doesn't, that it will not do anything if it's outside of Sunday, weekday, and half night. Called him. Oh, oh thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. He took the job. Then God started promoting him. He started doing well. Then the wife, let's go to church. Oh, you know, you don't understand. There are business things to deal with. So he wasn't going to church. Then the pastor came, went to him. God knew all that. You, by the time the movie ends, you'll be shocked. God knew all that. So <laughs> the pastor comes to visit. Oh, Jackson, why aren't you coming to church? You are the one who opened the, the church and closed the church door. Why aren't you coming? Oh, pastor, you know the business. You know, I've got these meetings. Don't worry, I'll come, I'll come. Don't worry now. Don't. Now, as he started making money, the enemies, his enemies who were also making money were using black magic and juju court powers on him. So he needed power. But because he was not going to church, he didn't know about, or he did not, he could not rely on God's power, so he also went into occult. By the time the movie ended, he was foaming in the mouth in a wheelchair. <laughs> Bless me. Yeah. By the time the movie ended, foaming in the mouth and in a wheelchair being dragged, uh, 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 wheeled into church. <laughs> hey, bless me. It's a good movie to watch. It, it shows us sometimes why God says relax. Why God says you, you, are, you want money too much. You see, sometimes that when you want something too much, it means you are not ready for it. Yes. Sometimes I want it too much. I, no, I have to have it. I have to have it. That's why you shouldn't have it. You should wait a bit and then you have it at the right time. I, I have to have the money. I have to have the money. I have to be ready. I have to. No, no, no. Chill out. Chill out. By the time the movie ended, the last scene, <laughs> he was in a wheelchair being wheeled into church, foaming in the mouth. <coughs> hey. Anyway, number two, position yourself for prosperity. 
Number three. You said a lot about that. Number three. Oh, no, number two. We're, we're still on number two. Then we talked about God fighting for the, the oppressed. And we said that it is wickedness. God says it's wickedness when you don't help the poor. And you can help them. And it's sin. We read it last week. Think about it. It is sin. You can read it from Deuteronomy 15, 7 to 11. We'll not read that today. Proverbs 14, 31. <clears throat> Let's use NLT. Proverbs 14, 31. If you mistreat the poor, you insult your creator. If you are kind to them, you show him respect. If you mistreat the poor, you insult God. It's similar to the guy whose wife died of cancer and every day God. It's, 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 it's an insult to God. It's, it's, it's a personal insult to God. Because imagine your child and someone is mistreating your child. It's, it's, a, you, 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 it's a personal thing. You are, you are mistreating me. Even if you're angry with a child. You, so that's how God sees it. Even if he's upset with someone, no, you are mistreating my child. You are, you are mistreating, you, if you, you, you oppress the poor, you mistreat the poor, you are insulting God. But if you are kind to them and you help them, you honor God. What do you think? This just last week, just a couple of recaps. Proverbs 17, 5. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished. And then we read from Exodus 22, 22 to 24. You can read that. I mean, I'm just picking a few verses. Proverbs 21, 13. Proverbs 21, 13. Those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. Let's see how King James puts it. I don't know if you got that. Whoso stoppeth his ear at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. Now, these are things that the Christians, many Christians don't think about. Did you, did you think about those things? No, I mean... If, you, if, if, if a poor person is begging you, begging you, begging you, and you don't, you stop your ears. It's like, no, peace be with you. Jesus, it will be well. And you go, even though you prayed it will be well, you have problems, according to the Bible, and God will make sure you are not heard. Hey, I didn't think about that. These are not things that we think about as Christians. Very scary. And then we talked about Jesus said, look at 1 John 3, 14. I think that's where we ended. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. John, 1 John 3, 14. Then 1 John 3, 17 says, if someone has enough money to live well, 
and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Then we read from Matthew 25, 31 to 46, <clears throat> which says, Jesus said, the king will separate the sheep from the goats. The goats, in fact, the sheep come to blessing. Come and be blessed of my father in heaven because I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I, 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 I was in prison and you visited me. I was I was I didn't have a place to stay and you 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 gave me a place to stay. Then the righteous will say, Ah, when did we do these things to you? When have we ever seen you, Jesus? If we saw you, we'll be rolling on the floor and we'll let you sleep on our back. At least I will. When did we see this? When did we see this? Then Jesus said, In as much as you did it unto the least of this one of my brethren, you did it unto me. Then that's the sheep. Then the goats. On the left, he will say, you, cursed of my father, go to everlasting punishment, hellfire, which is prepared, was prepared for the devil and his angels. Because I was hungry and he didn't give me food. I was naked and he didn't clothe me. I was in prison and he didn't uh, 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 visit me. Uh, uh, all these things. And then the unrighteous will say, ah, Lord, you know me. If you were here, I would do anything for you. I would even sell my house for you. Imagine. But Jesus said, he will say, depart from me. When you did not do it into, unto one of the least of these, my brethren, that's for, because you didn't do it to your fellow Christian, not the unbeliever, this verse is talking about the fellow Christian, you did not do it unto me. Depart. So how is this possible? Then, you, when you read 1 John 3, 17, it makes sense. If any person has this world's goods and sees his brother or sister having need and you shut up your bowels of compassion from that person, the love of God is not in you. Then 1 John 3.14 says, we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Or we have passed from spiritual death or hell unto spiritual life because we love the brethren. Hallelujah. You can put yours together for the Lord. And then when you read 1 John 3 and 1 John 4, 1 John 5, it talks about love. God is love. When you, the, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, I think from verse 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, it, it talks about the fact that God, the, the children of God are evident and the children of the devil. Those who practice sin are of the devil and those who do not love. Get that verse. Uh, okay, let's look at verse 9. 1 John 3, 9. Whosoever is born of God does not uh, intentionally sin or practice sin. For his seed remains in him and he cannot practice sin because he is born of God. In fact, use, use NLT for this. Let's go back. Yeah, I think it says it here. Verse 9 and then 10. Verse 10 is where we are looking. But go to verse 9 and, and look at the NLT. Those who have been born of God's family do not sin because God's life is in them. So they cannot keep on sinning because they have been born of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not obey God's commandments and does not love other Christians does not belong to God. Does not belong to God. And love other Christians, one aspect of loving other Christians is helping them. The other aspect is 
we've talked about this so many times. Many Christians don't realize that they don't love their brethren. Because if you love your brethren, you'll not be bashing them. When you love your brethren, you'll not be happy. You can imagine some of us who have left certain places. If they find out something negative about us, you see Satan manifesting them. You see how they'll be, ah, we knew it, we knew it. You wait, you meet God and you see. No, it's just a matter of time. If the Bible is true, which is true, it's truer than tomorrow, then those who behave like that, if they don't repent, <laughs> to be wild. <laughs> to be very wild. Am I preaching here? It to be wild. You don't want to do, behave like you love God, and yet you are looking forward to hearing someone's wrong. Something bad has happened to someone. Leave, leave everything to God. Let's love. Anytime I hear something negative about me, I say to myself, who am I? Let me behave like King David. When Shimei and those people were chasing him and insulting him, he said, leave them to insult me. Maybe God will have mercy on me. Leave them. Let them insult me. Maybe the way they are humbling me so much, God will take pity on me. That's how they should behave. Yeah, we should, we should be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. I don't know how I'm preaching to somebody here. <laughs> Let's continue. I'm trying my best to love everyone. You and I must try our best to love everyone. If someone has not even wronged you, but you feel you've been wronged because they've left a certain place, so you are wronged by that, just say that, let me love. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. Because I've not talked about this kind of stuff in a while. But let me let it walk. <laughs> let me just walk in love. Maybe God is speaking to somebody who's watching. <laughs> because as inspired, I didn't plan to say any of these things. But let's continue. Let's not be sidetracked. How I many I get to what I'm saying? We have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. So, if you love, it will be proved by how you help your fellow Christian. Let's continue. It is act of righteousness to give to the poor. You see, this is very important. Are you righteous? Yeah. Are you righteous? No, no. Yes, you sure are. Are you righteous? Every born again Christian is righteous. No, that's fine. Sometimes, because of how I ask the questions, no, you, you, I know you know you've, you've answered before. Sometimes, because I ask the questions, I'm like, how many say, uh, how, how many uh, uh, love the bread? Everyone shoots their hands. I say, take it easy, take your time, put your hands down, think it first before you raise your hands. Yeah. So you are, we are all righteous if we have faith in Jesus. But what makes you righteous? What makes you righteous? Jesus, I know, but what does that mean? What makes you righteous? We are going to be doing uh, 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 online and in-person Bible studies to teach people about the Bible. I was talking to some people on Sunday, and we'll try to do some of that stuff. Hallelujah. Like, but what makes me righteous is my faith in Jesus. That's what makes me a righteous man. So my righteousness has nothing to do with any act. It is rather my faith. Because Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And the righteousness has been imputed unto us as a free gift. So you and I are righteous because of our faith in Christ Jesus. 
Anyone who is a born-again Christian has faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I can never do anything to be more righteous. Because I can't do anything to be more righteous than Jesus. And Jesus' righteousness has been given to me. And Jesus' righteousness is the highest righteousness anyone can ever achieve. And all of us have it. So it means that I'm at the peak of righteousness. I'm super righteous. I can never be more righteous than I am now. Because there's no point at which Jesus' righteousness can grow. Because he's, he's righteousness. He's Jehovah, our righteousness. Jehovah Tikenu. So what can go over Jesus? So I'm super righteous. Even if I sinned yesterday and I repented, I'm super righteous. But, so I can't do anything good to be righteous. But God says that acts of righteousness are given to the poor. Given to the poor is an act of righteousness. It doesn't make you righteous, but when you are righteous, you give to the poor. Glory. When you are righteous, you give to the poor. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29, 7. The righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth not to know it. Now let's look at this in NLT. This is very critical. The godly care about the rights of the poor, the wicked don't care at all. Hey. So God is saying that those who don't care about the rights of the poor are wicked. It means there was a time I was wicked. It means there was a time I was wicked. Thank God, at least after learning the scriptures and understanding it, I said, as for poor people, they are my bosom buddies. Especially the poor brethren, Christian brethren. When I see a widow and I'm giving to them, it's like I'm giving to a gold mine. It's like I'm giving to a precious, I'm, I'm, I'm giving, oh, thank you. No, 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 thank you. Because, thank you, because God has given your money to me to give to you, like Job was doing. So how can you thank me? Thank God, because it's not my money I'm giving to you. It's your money that God gave me to give to you. So thank who? Thank him. He's the one who gave me the money to give to you. The godly know the right of the poor. The wicked don't care to know it. Psalm 112 verse 9. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's read a couple of them. Then we talk about the blessings God gives to the poor. Psalm 112 verse 9. He hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor because he is righteous and his righteousness has given him the ability to give to the poor. He despairs abroad. You see, God must know. I'm asking God, God, I mean, where no? You know if I have a certain amount, what I'll do to help the poor? What, what, what are we waiting for? My belief is just about it. The time has come. I say, you know, you know. If an angel of light comes and says, you will not, I'll say, you are not an angel of light. It's not true. Oh, I'm telling you, if an angel comes and says, no, you are not supposed to be, you know, I know that if you have a million dollars, you don't give them, but I say it's not an angel. The only one that you cannot say that to is Jesus or his Holy Spirit, and they will never say that. 
Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> that's how you and I must think. That's how you, and you, you must be confident that if we have a million dollars, what are we going to do? Because there are some people, they say, oh, I want to give to the poor, but as soon as the million dollars comes, eh, I have to pay this. Ah, I have to pay this. Ah, I have to pay this. It's left with uh, $5,000. 5, Let me give it to the poor. <laughs> what do you think? Second, yeah, okay, I think we've read that. Yeah, okay. Amen. Now, what, what, what do you guys think? <clears throat> Amen. God blesses those who help the poor. Let's take off. Proverbs eleven twenty five. I'll just read about two or three. Proverbs eleven twenty five. The liberal soul. <laughs> I see liberal souls here. Who are they? I see them. 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 I see them here. See them. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watered shall be watered also himself. NLT. NLT. The liberal soul. The liberal soul. The generous prosper and are satisfied. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Glory. Hallelujah. The, the generous prosper. That's what this one is, is so much in the Bible that it, it is 0% that it will not happen for a generous person. Usually, when someone dies, I always ask, because the, how were they? And if there's one person I heard, this happened, whatever, and the person died and was given, and I was like, no, of course, it, it, you, you, you prosper. It cannot be that you not do well. Everyone who is generous does well, unless they are doing some wild sin or they are wicked. The generous prosper and are satisfied. Those who refresh others, people who need refreshing, people who are sad, people who need encouragement, those who need help, I mean, in their soul, when we refresh them, God will refresh us. Hallelujah. Of course, it's time to, sometimes it's important to say, I told you so. But after saying, I told you so, then you refresh. You refresh. You refresh. You refresh. You comfort. You soothe. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we must treat everyone. We, we must do our best to water people. Refresh people. I got saw a picture of the ex-witch. I can't wait to see him being baptized. Hey, we saw him enter the... Oh, I said... I, and then I told the lady, I said, Ah, if I came to Rwanda for this guy, imagine hmm, being baptized. The, 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 the ex-witch. I tell you, who was the witch in Rwanda? Being baptized. Hey, I, then I, I, I said, ah, if it was just for this person. Yeah. Then the prostitute, 
also. Wow, you can see how you held. I'll, I'll, I'll show you guys the picture later on. Proverbs 19.17. <clears throat> Glory to God. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he had given, will he pay him again? NLT. Hey, God owes you money. You think he will not give you? He will not reward you handsomely, like some people will say, "Give me a handsome, whatever." If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and He will repay you. Amen. Imagine lending God money. I see all of us lending God so much money, so much money. May you lend to the Lord. In Jesus' name. May you lend to God. May you lend to God. May you lend to God. Proverbs 11.24. King James and an NLT. There is... There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. NLT. <laughs> this, uh, I'm not, it's not Esther, it's Proverbs 11.24. That's a far, very far from Proverbs. <laughs> it is possible to give freely and become more wealthy. But those who are stingy will lose everything. You see how NLT put it? Let's use ESV. I don't... <clears throat> what does ESV say? ESV. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. ESV is nice. So it means that when you scatter to the poor, you get more. But when you withhold, it doesn't mean, it's when you withhold what should be given, that is what causes the suffering of want. Think about it. Okay, one more verse. We'll continue next week, God willing. What do you think? There's, okay, maybe two more verses, depending. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, meaning blessing and worshiping him, worshiping him. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, 
For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Now, what does this do? Uh, no, th- please, that's that. But what, what is this communicate good? What does it mean? Communication, language, what, what, what's, what's God saying? Let's look at ESV for this, verse uh, 16. ESV. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. This New Testament. Such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Not neglecting to do good and to share what you have. Now, Psalm 41. Maybe I'll share that later on. But one sermon that touched me many years ago in Philadelphia. There's a certain prophet in my old church. He was preaching in Philadelphia. And I've always remembered that message. He talked about the fact that he used uh, uh, Matthew 25. In as much as you have done it unto the least of this, one one of the least, this the least of, in as much as you have done it unto one of the least of this, my brethren, you have done it unto me. He was driving. He had bought a new car. He was driving. New SUV. He was driving. Rubber. You know, brand new. Tear rubber. Everything was brand new. As he was driving, he saw a man on the floor. Most likely a Christian. On the floor, blood. On the floor, head, bleeding, blood. You also remember there's hepatitis C. There's HIV. Anyway, HIV, because of the air, it will kill the HIV. So HIV is not as common to get when there's blood, unless it's uh, in whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, unless through the mucous, mucous membrane, membrane. But hepatitis C, all these things. So he saw the guy vomit all over, dirty. Then as he was going, something said, Pick him up and take him to the hospital. No way. I also say, mm. <laughs> because you, you have to sanitize your car. You have to eat. I mean, even now, I, I, I don't want to have to feel bad or not feel bad, but it's like I've missed. What, what did I miss from God that I didn't do this? If it keeps coming, it will haunt me. I'll, I'll just do it. It's like, whatever. Let me just do it. But I'll have sanitizing. Sure. Oh, yes, God's got you. I'll tell you guys later on what God's got you. So he was, he says, No, I'm still going. Then it came to his mind, pick the man up, take him to the hospital. It's like, Oh, how? Look at the blood. Look at the throw up. It's wet. And it's a brand new car. So something just said, Okay, so he just stopped, turned around. Picked the man up from the street. Asked some guys to help him carry him into the car, the back seat. Then he drove the guy straight to the hospital. Paid whatever he did, he needed to pay. Gave them his card, like the good Samaritan. As he was driving off, he heard a voice. It was me. Jesus said, it was me. You picked me up. And then he was like, ah. Then the verse came. In as much as you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. It was Jesus he picked up. 
Because Jesus, I said, wow, wow. So all the poor people, the widows who are crying, it's like, hey. As sometimes, as the people are crying, you wish you had more to give them. As they are crying with, with thanksgiving. Imagine, it's Jesus, the females, the males, all the poor people who you help, we can help. It's Jesus we are helping. All these poor people are Jesus. Because he said it, and as much as you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you were doing it unto me. Because Jesus is not going to come down physically. He's, he, he, he's, he, he. Once the person is a Christian, you are doing it for the person. Jesus takes it personally as if you did it to him. And he will bless. Because if I were in a terrible situation and I was rescued by somebody and I had a million dollars or ten million dollars and I was rescued by a person, I was about to die. I was in a hopeless situation and someone helped me. And I had ten million dollars. And I asked myself, if it wasn't for this person, the ten million would be used somewhere else because I'll be dead. What will I do for that person? How much more God, the creator of the universe? I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. We'll continue, God willing. Shall we stand to our feet? Give praise to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's speak to God. Just ask him to give you the grace to be generous to the poor, to understand charity. Even the New Testament, love was translated charity because they were confused, not confused, but it's a fine line between helping the poor, charity, and love. It's this, it's, you can make it, it's almost the same. It's, it's a fine line between the two. Lord, help me to love the brethren, to love the fellow Christian, to, to have genuine love for the fellow Christian. I want to prosper. I want to prosper. And I know that you are the one who gives true prosperity, true riches. True riches. True riches. Help me, Jesus. Just speak to him. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes. That's right. This is all I really want to do.
just what I really want to do. To be pleasing you, Jesus. To be pleasing you. with our actions we want to please you we want to honor you and we know that pleasing you is the best to do and we know that helping the poor pleases you and will cause prosperity but we're helping the poor not just to prosper but because it pleases you and that we want to touch your heart and we want to please you Father God, we honor you in everything we do. We pray that you do a wonderful thing in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are listening to me or watching, <clears throat> and you know in your hearts that you are far away from God, you know in your hearts that if you die today, you do not know whether you will go to heaven or hell. But you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You want to be born again. You want to be saved. You want your sins forgiven. You want a fresh start. Then I want you to repeat after me. 
Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to Jesus. Keep them, O oh God, we pray, and preserve them, and we pray that Jesus Christ will be formed in their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We may take our seats because offering time is blessing time. Let's take out a good offering. We have the ways to give on the screen. <clears throat> we have it online also for the online viewers. Let's take out a good offering. Let's, let's, take, let's bless the Lord tonight. The Bible says in Acts that we know our Lord Jesus Christ said that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And what? Running over shall God cause men to give unto your bosom. May we give to bless the work of the Lord. Father God, bless our offering. Bless our tithe. In Jesus' name, amen. Is it on the screen for those who are online? I don't see it. Okay. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, His grace is sufficient for me. My God, my God shall supply all my need. According to His riches and glory, He will give His angels charge Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. This grace is sufficient for me. For me, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. This grace is sufficient for me. My God, my God shall supply all my need according to His riches. One more time, come on. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. My God shall supply all my needs according to his.
gyra My provider is grace and sufficient for me Father God, we bless and worship you. Thank you for the opportunity to give, to support your work. In Mashiach, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may take our seats.